Hi, this is Alana. Thanks for listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. We have taken a few weeks off. Our family was in the middle of a move and are settling back in now. Lots of fun things coming up. What I want to share with you for the next couple episodes are some podcast episodes I recorded with my husband, Scott, for our Level Up Personal Development Podcast. And in these episodes, we're talking about the four different MBTI personality pairs. And this is going to serve as kind of a teaser for a webinar that will be at the end of this coming week. So I hope you can join me on Friday, July 24th, 2020, for a free author training on how to write compelling characters using what we know about the MBTI personality profiling tools. So you can check this out and sign up at courses.alanaterry.com slash webinar. And I hope you enjoy our discussion about the MBTI personality pairs. Last week, we introduced the Myers-Briggs type indicator and how uh, within the type indicator, we, we have four preference pairs. And uh, as you go through the assessments, you end up coming up with a four-letter type. Uh, it's one of 16 different types. And what it does is it allows you to just kind of narrow your focus into what your, your natural tendency is. And so we're going to kind of break these down piece by piece. And we're going to look at the, the E's and the I's. So the first preference pair is E for extroversion or I for introversion. And this is the one that I think most people are pretty well-versed in, at least as mm-hmm. far as they think. It's used colloquially. It is, <laughs> yeah. I'm an extrovert. I'm an introvert. It's interesting, though, that most people, I think, or I don't know if I can say most people, many people that I talk to really get kind of the the just, or the just, get the gist of an E and I a little bit wrong. Yeah, so my thought is most people will say, well, introverts like to be alone and extroverts like to be in groups. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of the, the quick and basic, but I know there's there's more no- nuances. To there's it a lot. That. And and yeah, that doesn't even necessarily fit not even the really bill. Yeah. yeah, so another one I hear a lot is introverts are shy mm-hmm. and extroverts, they like to talk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there can be some colloquial truth to that. Mm-hmm. But in reality, uh, extroversion and introversion is all about how you direct or receive energy. Energy from either the outside world or energy internally. So it's like whether you photosynthesize or whether you are, you know, you eat meat or plants. <sighs> I think the Incredible Hulk photosynthesizes. Because he's green. You are funny. You're hilarious. But yeah, no, it's... It's more like, you know, what makes you feel exhausted? What makes you feel, you know, kind of excited and, mm-hmm. and energized? I mm-hmm. think about it kind of in terms of, of you know, charging a battery. You know, we, all have, we all have phones now, right? I mean, how many people are listening to this on their phone? Every single one. And what do you do at night before bed? You plug your phone in, at least most of us do, so you can recharge the battery. That way mm-hmm. when you wake up, the phone's got a full, days of, a full day of charge for your, you know, thumb Olympics as you scroll up and down. <laughs> Uh, whatever social media platform or whatever it is. Can you imagine once we get it to where we can scroll with our eyes? You know, like <laughs> it'll know where our eye is on the screen and just scroll for us. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> kind of already creepy with what some of these things can do. Uh, but that that recharging of a battery is really important for all of us. You know, we talk about self-care. And 
I think this is probably one of the most important ways for us to take care of ourselves is how mm -hmm. we recharge our batteries and how our batteries are also decharged. You know, as an extrovert, I might get more decharged if I'm alone and I'm just kind of stuck with my own thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, it's somewhat hard for me to spend alone time with nothing going on. Mm -hmm, which is very strange for me to even conceive of. Yeah. <laughs> I have to have an external source of energy. Mm -hmm. I'm an extrovert. Mm -hmm. You are an introvert. Yeah. So since I have to have an external source of energy for you, that external energy can be draining. Oh, for sure. I didn't realize until kind of recently, you know, in the last couple of years, like I, I knew I always hated when the TV was just on for background. Mm -hmm. I don't really mind like if people are sitting watching the TV, but like I grew up where the TV was on as background noise. Uh -huh. or I remember your grandma when we used to visit her. What was it? She was always watching was it Wheel of Fortune. She was Wheel always, yeah. she was like, it was always on. Like it'd be in the other room. Nobody was watching mm -hmm. it, but the noise just got to me yeah and and I think that's something like sometimes I'll be upstairs sleeping in and you go downstairs you turn on the tv and I'll text can you turn it down <laughs> <laughs> well and, and and for me like it very much is that noise like there are you know very frequently if for whatever reason we end up eating different eating dinner at a different time or whatever like I'll go in the kitchen and I'll work on cooking my dinner you've taken the kids to the gym or or whatever, mm -hmm. and I'm cooking my dinner, and you know, the TV's still on, it's in the yeah. other room, I'm not actively watching it, mm -hmm. but I like to have, it, it's kind of an energizing feeling, and yeah. sometimes I'll have the TV on, and then I'll turn an audiobook on in the mm -hmm. kitchen, mm -hmm. it's, for me, it's that external source of stimulation, Yeah, and that's, as an extrovert, that's what I really need, I tend to need an external source, now that doesn't mean I'm going to love to be in crowds, I might. Right. It doesn't mean that I'm going to, you know, want to be up and be gregarious and always the one talking. I happen to be that way. Right. But it doesn't mean that as an extrovert, that's what I'm going to be doing. Doesn't even necessarily mean that you've got better social skills. You Not know, at I all. think that's one of the misconceptions. I know a couple mm -hmm. of extroverts who have some of the, they're young. Mm -hmm. So they haven't kind of just gone through the natural maturation process mm -hmm. that age gives you, mm -hmm. but yeah, they have no social skills yeah, yeah. and they're always wanting to talk and be gregarious and be out in front. And I'm like, you know, you might want to just kind of calm down on that a little bit yeah. and kind of learn some of the social cues right. that we do, especially in the working world. And, it and is funny like though, the misconceptions. It is. Know? Yeah. And, and, you know, people tend to, the other thing is you tend to get is, well, I'm an ambivert. Mm -hmm. You know, I get, you know, recharged or I like crowds and I like to be alone. Well, that's not really what it is. It's about mm -hmm. how you're charging your It battery. might almost be like, I'm a high functioning introvert, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it is. Well, you know, and it, it's interesting. Like most people, actually, I would say every single pastor that I have ever known has, at least after taking the assessment, come out as an introvert. Mm-hmm. But the pastor is the one position in a church that you expect to always be out in front, always mm -hmm. be the, you know, it's the face of the church. It's mm -hmm. the, the voice of the church. Yeah. But every pastor with my, I'm the sole exception in that, mm -hmm. um, has been an introvert. Right. Well, and I'm, I'm funny cause I'm very introverted. And as a kid, I also was very shy. I know they don't always go hand in hand, but I was the painfully shy little girl like some of my early memories are hiding behind my dad's leg mm -hmm. you know like when I didn't even reach his hip <laughs> you know like someone would say oh what's your name little girl and I would just you know go behind and hide behind his leg but the strange thing is 
I've been performing since I was like four or five. I did dance. Mm -hmm. I've done solos. I've done public speaking and it doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. It's just another one of those weird, you know, to be shy and introverted and a public speaker. It's kind of bizarre. Well, and and what it does is it goes to show, and this is important for our, our listeners to understand, is that just because I have a natural tendency to be an extrovert does not mean that I don't like to be alone sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like to have a lot of sources of, of energizing like energy like to be alone in a loud setting. Exactly. <laughs> I, I do. You know, like I get off of work, I want to stay home. Right, <laughs> you know? right. That's Unless, home, yeah. you know, I, and this is, this is a good example. We have a home group that we go to. I get off of work and Sometimes I just don't want to go out. You don't want to go back up, but once you're there. But once I'm there, it's great. Mm -hmm. But if I know that I'm going to be teaching in the home group setting, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then I want to be there Mm -hmm. because I have a purpose behind it. Uh What I I think what I'm learning is that, you know, my, my beloved here has told me several times that I'm a homebody extrovert. Yeah. You know, I like to be home. This is my house. This is my castle, Mm -hmm. so on and so Mm -hmm. forth. And, you know, and that's great, but I also like to have, you know, some purpose for what I'm doing. If I'm going out, if I have a purpose, great. Mm -hmm. If not, I'd rather sit around at home and, you know, be with my family. Right. As long as I still have lots of sources of information, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, whether that's TV, internet, you know, whatever, um, scrolling through my phone. Like, you know, one of the first things most people get up and they they want their morning coffee in order to Mm -hmm. wake up. For me, I actually, one of the very first things I do, and it, it is an addiction, so I admit to that, but I'll, I'll scroll some social media. Yeah. And what that does is it makes my brain start to think. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's not as deadening as it is maybe for some people. Or I'll just read the news. That's hilarious. Because yeah. for me, like that 20 minutes in the morning from when I wake up to when I'm ready to be human, I'm the exact opposite. You know, like, I love that. I don't want to hit the ground running. I just want to stay drowsy and yeah, have no, no sounds, no thoughts. I am not that way. I want to, I want to be up and I uh-huh. want to be moving um, because, you know, and I want my brain to be working. If I can get my brain working, so I'll go downstairs and I'll, I'll start my coffee mm-hmm. and then I'll, you know, turn on whatever audiobook I'm listening to. And mm-hmm. I'll listen to that while I'm finishing up getting my lunch or getting my mm-hmm. gym bag packed mm-hmm. or, or whatever it is. I don't even actually take my first sip of coffee until I get to my office. Mm -hmm. So I get to my office and then I start drinking my coffee. So that's usually 40 minutes after I open my eyes Mm -hmm. is when I'm in the office and I take my first sip of coffee. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that's a lot longer than some people can go, but Mm -hmm. I've gotten a lot of information at that point. And so for me, Again, as an extrovert, it's it's always being able to recharge my brain or charge my brain mm-hmm. externally. Right. And for me, as an introvert, a lot of it has to do with just liking that quiet downtime, time to daydream. We did a lot of driving when I was a kid, and I always found it really relaxing. Mm-hmm. The joke was I could fall asleep, you know, 10 minutes in the car, I'm asleep. But I, I found it so relaxing until like once... I was in my late teens and audiobooks were becoming easier to, to find and books on tape. And so my mom would put on books on tape and it really bothered me mm. because I'm like, I, I want to think my own thoughts. I don't want to think Arthur Conan Doyle's thoughts. <laughs> <you know? laughs> we did whoops, just dropped my coffee or my tea. tea. Oh, well. But you know, so for me, I know that I need that just quiet time. The other thing I, I discovered about myself 
was when I'm done peopling, I'm done. And there's, yeah. there's not a lot of warning. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go, Oh, this is fun. Cause I do like, you know, interactions and stuff, but then it's, it's just a switch when, when I'm ready to not people, it's like, I've got a five minute window to get myself out of there. And it's gotten to where I have a little bit of, I don't think it's quite social anxiety, but it's kind of like that. Like when I went down to Las Vegas for a writer's conference, some of the people had to stay at the hotel that was like, literally it would take you less than five minutes to walk to, but you had to go like outside to get to. And I think if I had been in that situation, I would have been very, very anxious because mm -hmm. it was really comforting for me to know when I'm ready to go, I can just go up to my room, you mm -hmm. know, and I did that quite a bit, just went up to my room, laid in bed for 10 minutes and I was ready to go back, mm -hmm. you know? So I think knowing that there's an out or back when I wasn't driving as much because we had a special needs baby, this is forever ago, mm -hmm. but it made it so I had to be in the back seat. blah, 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 long story. But I would get nervous if like someone else was my ride home mm -hmm. because then there's and not under yeah. their control. Yeah. yeah. Then it's like, when I'm ready to go, I still need to wait for them. And I, I like that feeling. And this is maybe like a mental hack for introverts is just tell yourself when it's, when you need to go, just go. But even yeah. if that's like, go to the bathroom and just take a, you know, take a few deep breaths or something. Mm -hmm. Well, I've noticed that again, kind of in our home group setting, so as an extrovert, you know, by the time I'm there, even on the mm -hmm. nights that I didn't want to go, by the time I get there, I really enjoy it. I enjoy the yeah. fellowship. I enjoy the, the you camaraderie. Perk up. It definitely enlightens yeah. you. And then when it's time to go, you're yeah. like, like, come on, get to get your shoes, bye. Yeah. And you're like walking out the door and I'm like, but I, I still want <laughs> like, we're done studying, but there's still stuff to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can tell about another lift that I did, or, you know, yeah. I can, you know, tell about another whatever. And. And you're like already at the door, uh -huh. and I'm like, but I'm I'm not done yet. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you're you're just kind of like, okay, the mm -hmm. social the social side of it is done. Now I can move on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What is I guess the tips in relationships for you know like we are I don't know what you would call us a mixed verted couple. <laughs> we are polar opposites. We are. Um, we do say um a lot, don't we? Yeah, we do. And that's going to sound really weird when it takes to be um out. <laughs> We've got this program that will automatically remove our ums. Yeah, and I'll have to go back and re-listen to this part. That's yeah, funny. Yeah, so one of the things I think that are really important is for couples to understand who they are. I think yeah. every couple pre-marriage should go through the Myers-Briggs type indicator. I think it would be really helpful too. It helps mm -hmm. them to understand who they are and who their spouse is. So mm -hmm. me, knowing that you are an introvert, mm -hmm. I'm not hurt when you get up and are ready to go. Right. For you, knowing that I am an extrovert, you're not hurt or you're not, and maybe you are annoyed, but you're able to contain the annoyance. Right. Knowing that I have to have something. a TV on, yeah. you know. And it's, it's the same shows that I've watched 50 times, you mm -hmm. know, when the TV's on, we limit it because, you know, there are only certain things we want our kids to see. Mm -hmm. We're very choosy in that. So I might watch a 90s sitcom mm -hmm. that, you know, I've seen 40 Forever. times, yeah. but I still laugh at. Right. Um, <laughs> there's another. Don't think about it or you're going to get too, uh, too caught up. <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> so talking about just you know understanding where the other person is coming from yeah I think by knowing who that who that mm -hmm. other person is mm -hmm. it really helps to just prevent a misunderstanding knowing For that sure. that's their natural tendency now we're all able to work outside of our tendencies right. and there are going to be times when we all do 
Yeah. This is just a natural tendency. And a natural tendency can be controlled just like anything else. If you find yourself in a position where your natural tendency to be an introvert is harming or hindering, you can control that by stepping out of your comfort zone. Right. And it's the same thing with your spouse, with your significant other. When you're in that relationship with somebody, you can control that by realizing my natural spouse nuts. Therefore, at least at some level or some time, I can alleviate that natural tendency. Right. And, or, or not alleviate isn't the right word, but I can put that to the side and I can kind of reach out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. to do what my spouse wants. And I think you can, yeah, be appreciative and attentive to what your spouse needs. You know, like some of my favorite times are it's a weekend and you just take the kids out, even if it's just to run errands or something. And I get a quiet couple hours at home and, you know, it's not something that I need or demand, but I sure appreciate it when it happens. <laughs> and it's, it's great because yeah, I can take the kids to a comic book store and I can get my extroversion filled. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get your introversion filled. It's, it really is perfect. And it works And they get everybody. some daddy time, which and, is always nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think our oldest stops calling it daddy time. <laughs> my youngest still calls it daddy time, but. And the same thing, like, you know, I've, I've been really glad that lately you've had, you know, a couple months so, or a couple days a month, you know, after work, you go out, you go to the movies with some of your coworkers or things like, I know there are some spouses who'd be like, why aren't you ever home? <laughs> For me, I just, I appreciate that you enjoy having that social interaction. And I love the fact that we actually live in a big enough town now that you yeah. can do things like that. It was difficult there for a while when we only had, you know, 200 people. <laughs> I mean, your idea of a social outing was going over and helping our 80 year old neighbor with his internet connection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that was the bulk of your social life. <laughs> Literally. Things are, are definitely different now. It's nice to have that ability. Not only that, though, but we have the ability to, you know, we're in a larger church with more opportunities there, mm -hmm. more outside mm -hmm. things. So it's nice for me to be able to, to get that fill. It's also nice for you to be able to find time on your own where you can go to the coffee shop. Exactly. Or you yeah. can go to the gym go without the gym any of myself. us there. Yeah. You can be in your own thoughts mm -hmm. without having... Somebody saying, mom, can I, mom, yeah. can I, mom, can I. <laughs> exactly. Did you realize when we had kids that you were gaining a, another last name? I had no idea that I was going to turn into mom, can I. Yep. Mom, can I, mom, can I. Well, why don't you know, I, I couldn't do it. I, at least not to the level <laughs> you do. I, you probably tune a lot of it out, but I would just get so annoyed with dad, can I, dad, can I, dad, can I, uh -huh, uh -huh. which, you know, and I'm only with the kids, you know, for five or six hours a day, you're with mm -hmm. them for 24 hours a day, so I guess I'm with them at night too when they sleep. Right, right. So just a few kind of high points here on extrover extroversion, on extroversion versus <laughs> introversion here to talk about, just to give people kind of an, an idea. An extrovert is somebody who may uh, prefer to try something out first instead of preferring to think through something hmm, like the guy right in yeah exactly i'm gonna i'm gonna just figure it out you know and an introvert might, might be like well let's kind of read through or read through the directions what are the long long-term consequences going to be again these are just kind of general principles here would you say in general that extroverts would lean more towards being the risk takers and introverts more towards holding back being more timid? I would absolutely say so. In, in a general sense, an extrovert mm -hmm. is going to be much more likely to kind of jump in feet first. Mm -hmm. And an introvert is going to really kind of want to think things through. Yeah, no, that's interesting because, you know, we think of the introversion, extroversion spectrum or qualities as 
really just impacting your social life. Mm -hmm. But I can see how they really, I mean, this would impact your finances. This would impact a lot of things. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. it, it impacks everything that we do. And yeah. There's a reason that Carl Jung, I think, put this at the top of the level. Right, right. Um, another thing that, and this really helps me understand introverts and extroverts. I can almost always, if I have a chance to watch a meeting or two, I can tell who the introvert and the extrovert is in a meeting. So in my department, we have too many meetings, but we have, <laughs> you know, several meetings a week where we have all 11 people in our department get together. And invariably it's the same four people, four and a half people who talk in the meeting. Mm -hmm. There are certain voices who I know are there. And we're like, since where we live, we're on the telephone with the other people who are in Anchorage. There are people that I know are there that I never hear. Right. They never say anything. Mm -hmm. They're quiet. They listen. So I'm more likely to, if I have a thought, I'm going to throw it out there. Right. If somebody who is an introvert is there, if they have a thought, they're going to hold on to it. Or being the introvert, I think it would be, they don't say anything until like, they're the kind of person that once they open their mouths, like everybody better listen. It's absolutely you know? true. Yeah, because they've already thought it all yeah. through. Instead of, <laughs> yeah. So often I'll just, I'll talk. You'll it just through. say what comes up to your head where an introvert, they'll be the kind of like, should I say this? Should I not? And then finally, like if they make that point, yeah, I'm going to say this. Yeah. You, you better listen. <laughs> yeah. An extrovert is more likely to talk over you. I can see that, yeah. And an introvert is more likely to wait their turn, which often means that they won't speak mm -hmm. because if they do, they're always talking over somebody. Yeah. If there are a plethora of extroverts in a meeting setting or in any setting, the introvert might not speak. And then everybody starts to think they're standoffish or, sure. or something like or, that, when yeah. in reality, they just can't get a word in edgewise because we talk so much. Do you agree that the corporate world, as it kind of is in Western society, is created in such a way that favors extroversion? No. No? No. The, the, the fact is, is that extroversion and introversion is split almost completely down the line. Mm -hmm. and, and as you get higher up in the corporate chain, introverts tend to actually be uh, more prevalent. Mm -hmm. higher up in the corporate chain. Mm -hmm. There are certain levels where, you know, it might force extroversion, you know, they're kind of moving away from individual offices into kind of mm -hmm. open, uh, open spaces called, yeah. with cubicles oh, or, like or no cubicles. I would like that even less. Or yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, they might be doing that in some cases. Uh -huh. But, but in, you wouldn't say like the, if, if someone's going to get a promotion, it's more likely to be the extroverts. They're the one, they're the squeaky wheel against no. the grease kind of thing. In fact, mm -hmm. I would say probably the opposite. The mm -hmm. extrovert might, might even be more likely to get in trouble. Because they put their foot in their mouth too much. <laughs> they put their foot in their mouth or they're, they're willing to talk. They, they get disappointed and they say something. Mm, that's the introvert might kind of hold it in. And, and in reality, uh, they're, Somebody's Myers Briggs type should never be used in terms of promotion. No, but like I that. just kind of I know you're in, saying in that. general. Yeah. But no, I, I honestly don't think that mm -hmm. introverts have have it harder than extroverts. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, I I would guess they might even have it a little bit easier just because they're a little bit more likely to, like I said, only say the the right things. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not always the right things. <laughs> no, I know. It's but true. they've thought it through. But I kind of feel like there's this stereotype. I don't know if that's the right word, but just this idea that like. An extrovert's going to appear more like a leader. Do you feel like that's the case? No? Not anymore. No. Okay. Actually, not at all. And again, 
you know, CEOs tend, not always, mm -hmm. but they tend to be more of the introvert, mm -hmm. uh, kind of an ISTJ mm -hmm. uh, that tends to have a lot of CEOs. Mm -hmm. Interesting. As to where, you know, kind of the, anything with the E tends to be a lot less likely in, at that level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think largely because, they, you know, they, a CEO or somebody, I mean, they, while they're the face of a company mm -hmm. that it's kind of like a pastor you know right. they kind of do what they have to do but they'd mm -hmm, rather be mm -hmm. thinking through things do the thinking. you know it's really interesting talking about how you know this really does impact so much more than just your social life i was even thinking about the way that you and i approach fitness you mm -hmm. know because for me my perfect way to exercise is to put on some podcasts and walk for two hours mm -hmm. and then sit in the sauna for a little bit and then do a little bit of yoga mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like it's quiet it's reflective it's calming and you know i mean that's really the perfect routine for an extrovert for an introvert like right. me whereas for you you know it's going to the gym it's you know i don't know how, how do you feel your extroversion impacts your fitness well i think there are there are times when uh extroversion makes my fitness a little bit harder because really? i do like to have some people around mm -hmm. Uh, where I go to the gym now, I'm almost always the only person there. Right. Most people at the gym are kind of tied up in their own thoughts. They've got their headphones mm. on. They're in their own world. Um, there are classes where people might be in the classes a little mm -hmm. bit more if mm -hmm. they're an extrovert. Mm -hmm. There, But it, it, it's, yeah, fitness for me, like, the one thing that I think my extroversion really helps in, and I've found this, are the people who are competitive. Mm -hmm. They tend tend at least the ones that I know seem to tend to be a little bit more on the extroverted that side. That makes a ton of sense. Cause I, I was active growing up, but it was never in competitive team sports. Right. Other than like one season of soccer when I was five sure. or something, you know, it was things like gymnastics and dance and cheer where it's not competitive, you, you know, it's cooperative. It's really interesting. Whereas I could see the people who really get into, um, you know, like just the, the stereotype of the football players getting in each other's faces and grunting and stuff that, Absolutely. that feels or very extroverted. Even like where I'm, you know, as a, as a competitive amateur, I have to say that a lot, but as a competitive amateur power lifter, I'm always kind of comparing myself with other people. In mm -hmm. reality, I do this for myself. Right. I've got no illusions that I'm going to break, you know, world records or anything mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But I am in an industry, in a, in a field where it's all about competing with one another right? and comparing to one another and mm -hmm. things like that. So mm -hmm. and in a good way, I right. honestly think it's a good way, but you can't do that. I think, and always want to be internalized. No, I, I really get that. You know, even talking about when we talked about the motivational types and how some people are internally motivated and some are externally motivated, I could see that kind of following some of the introversion extroversion you know like for example i could see two people want to get really into running and so the extrovert trains for a marathon mm -hmm. whereas the introvert just goes on a trail and runs mm -hmm. <laughs> the first time i i deadlifted 350 pounds i did so because i watched eddie hall the mm -hmm. you know in my opinion the greatest living power lifter mm -hmm. i watched him deadlift 800 pounds and it was mm -hmm. all about like yeah and that was the that external energy yeah. energization wow that was a good word it, yeah i like it i, I hey if you our should president, coin it if our president can make up words so can i <laughs>
Are we, we're not going into political commentary. No, I'm just saying, if you can't, <laughs> Shakespeare made up words. So did Pushkin. Even Paul the Apostle. So it, I think Pushkin changed Russian more than Shakespeare changed English. You think so? I want to be like that um, college professor meme with his cup of coffee and be like, change my mind. <laughs> that's actually not a college professor. <laughs> but whatever it is. <laughs> that, that's a political guy. But anyways, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll move on from that. Um, we need like that taboo board game buzzer, you know, you so go, like yes. if anybody gets too off track or too <laughs> much into a political minefield, we'll just go buzz. Stay out of the weeds. <laughs> so I think just to kind of wrap this up again, you know, extroversion and introversion is how we really charge and recharge. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily whether we like to be in crowds or not. Extroverts mm -hmm. tend to maybe prefer it, but that's not always the case. And there's mm -hmm. always going to be times when it goes when what we do goes against the norm. Right, right. And as we learn more about who we are, we can become more proficient in planning for what's going to happen. If I'm an sense, extrovert, yeah. I know that if I have an opportunity to do X, Y, and Z, I am going to do better by having additional streams of information. When I was mm -hmm. in college, mm -hmm. I could write a paper and could only do it if I had some sort of an uh, external power source, like watching Mythbusters on, on my computer or whatever it was. I had to have something there in order to keep me energized in writing a paper. Mm -hmm. If I have to sit in an office with nothing, I am so much less productive. Right. And as a supervisor, that can be really important for supervisors to understand people who are underneath them. Right. They might need to have that extra energy. Mm -hmm. But it can also be important to realize that, hey, maybe you've got too much energy right. and your introverts are having a really hard time focusing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's important to understand with my spouse, I know that there are times when I can overwhelm you mm -hmm. with all of the different sources of information that are coming in mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or coming at us. And so it's yeah. important for me to be able to turn that off or turn right. that down or just get out of the house mm -hmm. so that you can have your alone time. It's important yeah. for me to allow you to go on a walk alone. And, and we will go on walks together a lot mm -hmm. because introverts, it's not all about being alone. Yeah. It's smaller groups so right. for you you're equally as an introvert equally energized with you and I talking mm -hmm. as you are with just you and your own thoughts. For sure well and I, I really appreciate because I could see that if you didn't understand me as an introvert I could see there being times where it's just kind of come on get over yourself you know what I right. mean like we're here with the group be happy interact yeah and you just kind of realize okay sometimes I just turn off you know mm -hmm. like my brain shuts down <laughs> and there are times early in our marriage where that was exactly what happened yeah why aren't you interacting with everybody mm -hmm. that's here are you mad at me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not mad at you i'm over peopled <laughs> yeah and for me i that's yeah. hard it, it's hard to imagine early i do get peopled out mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's my threshold is a thousand times higher yeah than yeah or if i say something like you know, even, even this week, we canceled some dinner plans with friends that we were both looking forward to. And I think that if you didn't understand, you know, a lot of it is I'm not, I'm fighting a cold. Some of the kids are under the weather. I mean, it made sense to do so. But for me, it was um, like, can we cancel this preemptively just so that I don't have to 
have it in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's helpful. For yeah, sure. it is. It mm-hmm. is. And it's helpful for me to realize that does, that doesn't mean she doesn't want to hang out with her oh, friends. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to live. I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Well, and I actually really appreciate that you know, you do things like get me out of the house and, you know, invite people over. Mm-hmm. And it used to be, you know, like I, I do enjoy in general, I enjoy having people over, but I don't think I've ever been the one to call someone up and be like, Hey, you guys want to come over? I'll always be, Hey Scott, should we invite the so-and-sos over? And you say, okay. And then I just assume that you're going to do it and come <laughs> up with the plans. You're almost my, what would you call it? Like my social manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that there's, you know, there's a good place for both. And, you know, for my end, like, I, I think if I didn't understand you being the way you were, I could get very up. Like, why is the TV always on? Or why are you playing that game while we're having a conversation? You know, like, yeah. if you're on your phone doing Candy Crush while I'm trying to talk to you. But I just know that, like, you're still listening. Absolutely. <laughs> so and and I'm, I'm completely engaged with both. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm not completely engaged with whatever's on my phone. It's enough to just keep that kind of twinge off. Well, I think it's the same reason why I cannot sit while I talk on the phone. I have to be pacing. Mm-hmm. I I can't, like, we were watching, there was a home improvement where Jill was sitting down on the phone, and I was almost like, how, like, I don't get how you do that. Like, how does your <laughs> brain work when your legs aren't moving just because I'm such a pacer? I think it's almost the same thing. Yeah. Like, for me, it's kind of that motion. For you, it's just having that, you know, additional little stream of input. Or do you remember when we married? This was, you know, a while ago, but before fidget spinners and stuff, but you'd always be twirling your little... A chain, a ball chain? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> twirling a thing around I your I still finger. do. I have one in my yeah. office that I still do that with. I have, yeah, I just, I have to have something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good for me. Yeah. Next week, That's we'll something. be looking at the ST dichotomy, sensing and thinking. That's going to be fun. No, not sensing and thinking. And an S. Sensing, uh, yeah, no, it's sensing and intuiting. Yeah. The S oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's We're both T wrong. and F. Uh, yeah, next is uh, sensing and intuiting. So we'll talk about that next week. Awesome. All right. Thanks for listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to sign up if you're interested on more information about personality profiling and the MBTI and how to use this tool to write the most compelling characters possible for your novels. Join me on Friday, July 24th, 2020 for a free training on using the MBTI personality tools to write really engaging and realistic characters. You can sign up for free at courses.awanateria.com webinar. We'll talk to you soon.